With modern computer graphics, it's sometimes hard to know which is an actual photograph of space, what's an illustration or a 3D rendering. Some really fascinating discoveries just don't have a pretty picture to go along with them, so illustrations are created to help us understand. Astronomers are pretty lucky. Their scientific work happens to produce some of the most beautiful and iconic images in all of science. Here's the famous Pillars of Creation, taken by the Hubble Space Telescope. Or the Helix Nebula. Here are the rings of Saturn, captured by Cassini. Amazing, beautiful to look at, but more importantly, they have a scientific purpose for researchers. Now, let's take a look at some other images to go along with recent discoveries in space and astronomy. First, here are the seven Earth-sized worlds discovered in the TRAPPIST-1 system. Of course, that's a computer illustration. Here's the actual data. And remember the recent collision between neutron stars that generated a kilonova explosion? Well, both gravitational waves and electromagnetic radiation were detected here on Earth. Well, here's the chirp that LIGO heard in gravitational waves. Here's a view in visible light. Need help finding it? It's right there. If you want to explain what's going on to the public, you'll need to provide images and illustrations. In some cases, you just use the raw photographs themselves. Other times, you need to do some processing on the images, and sometimes you have to create illustrations based on the story the data are telling. Which one is which? And how can you know? The reality is that almost every astronomical image you've ever seen has been processed to some extent. Actually, you could say the same for almost every picture ever, but I digress. Let me give you some examples. Unlike your phone camera, which can capture images in full color, almost all astronomical telescopes are equipped with a black and white CCD. That's great for image quality, but less pretty. Astronomers then use filters, which block the light from large parts of the spectrum, isolating exactly what they want to look at. If you want to see certain kinds of activity on the sun, for example, or the light from a mission nebulae, you use a hydrogen alpha filter. This only lets photons of light in that match 656.28 nanometers. And here's what the sun looks like with regular visible light. And here's what it looks like with the hydrogen alpha filter. And you can see how the hydrogen alpha filter lets you see these coronal loops and other activities on the sun. NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory has many other filters it can use at different wavelengths from visible to ultraviolet. This picture, for example, shows the sun using a filter for 211 angstroms, which corresponds to the emissions of iron-14 at 2 million Kelvin. They color these images purple. It's easy to know at a glance which filter you're looking at. The Hubble Space Telescope is equipped with 80 different filters that astronomers can use when they book time on the telescope. A certain number of hours with this filter, and then a certain number of hours with that filter. And then all the data are downloaded in a special image format called FITS, which stands for the Flexible Image Transport System. It's useful for astronomers because it contains additional metadata about the image that astronomers need. So when you see a photograph of some object taken by the Hubble Space Telescope, you're seeing the scientific data which were then merged together in Photoshop in an artistic manner. The scientific data are real, 
but an artist made an arbitrary decision to assign red to the hydrogen alpha filter and then blue to oxygen and then green to sodium. They could have just as easily switched those colors around or used different colors entirely. And chances are, a scientist was never involved in this process. They're happy with the raw black and white FITS files. Here's a recent picture of a supermassive black hole in the galaxy, SDSS J1354 plus 1327. This image is actually made up of separate photographs captured by different space telescopes. Red comes from one of Hubble's infrared filters. Green and blue come from ultraviolet filters. And the pink comes from the Chandra X-ray Observatory to show the excited regions around a black hole. Unless you have some kind of superpower, your eyes can't see infrared, ultraviolet, or x-rays. Sometimes there's raw data, but an artist or illustrator will use that to create an artist's conception of what that is. And almost all the images of black holes you've ever seen were created by artists. For example, when you see this kind of image showing the distortion of a black hole against background stars, that's an illustration. Now, someone with a knowledge of physics has simulated the gravity-distorting effects of a black hole event horizon. It's scientifically accurate, but it's an illustration. Here's an actual image of the region around the center of the Milky Way, which contains our supermassive black hole. And you can see this bright region where the stars are compacted incredibly close together, and the light echoes from radiation blasted out into space. And that's in x-rays from the Chandra Observatory again. This one's pretty tricky, though. It looks like a photograph, but it's actually an illustration based on scientific data captured by the Herschel Space Telescope. Here's what it really looks like. In the next couple of months, we're going to see the first images from the Event Horizon Telescope, which used a worldwide network of radio telescopes to take the first ever image of the Event Horizon around the supermassive black hole at the heart of the Milky Way. It's going to be scientifically fascinating but it'll probably just look like a blob. So prepare yourself emotionally for that. In a second, I'm gonna show you some amazing examples of how skilled artists can work with the scientific data to create amazing images. But first, I'd like to thank Sri Harsha Ramilla, Josh Susser, Ken Hurst, Larry Beckham, Neuter Dude, Dylan O'Donnell, Rob Jones, Matthew Stewart, Android Virgil 21, and the rest of our 807 patrons for their generous support. If you love what we're doing, you want to get in on the action, head over to patreon.com slash universe today. Some of my favorite space images are a blend between scientific data and artistic ability. And one of the greatest examples of this is the torrent of data coming back from NASA's Juno spacecraft, currently at Jupiter. When NASA was originally building the spacecraft, they didn't feel it was necessary to include a visible light camera, which I know sounds crazy, but wise people encouraged them to include a visible instrument, JunoCam, to allow the public to see what's happening at Jupiter and to get involved in reviewing and processing images from the raw data. All the data from JunoCam are uploaded directly to the internet, and citizen scientists and artists have access to this data to create their own images however they like. First, I'd like to show you what the raw data look like sent back from JunoCam. has a CCD sensor with a resolution of 1600 by 1200 pixels with a 58 degree field of view. It has four different filters that it takes pictures with. Red, green, blue, and then one that shows methane. 
citizen scientists can then take these raw images, bring them into Photoshop, and mix and match to create photographs like this. Or this. Now this is the work of one of my favorite citizen scientists, Kevin Gill. And I wanted to show you another series of images that he's working on. This is the western rim of the Palakir crater on Mars. But this isn't real. It's actually a 3D rendering of the surface of Mars made by Kevin to show you what it would look like to be standing there. But Kevin based this rendering on data from NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Now there's a dark side to internet imagery, fakes and misrepresentations. When anyone posts an image to the internet, I think it's really important to provide credits and sources so people can follow back to find out where an image came from. After big events like eclipses and meteors, you see a lot of fakes. For example, check out this amazing video of a huge meteor burning up in the atmosphere last week. I see this posted to Twitter every time there's a big fireball setting. Except it's not a meteor. It didn't happen last week. It's a video of the European Space Agency's Jules Verne cargo ship burning up in the atmosphere several years ago. Sometimes an artist creates an image and then other people repost it without permission, putting it out of context, and sometimes people post deliberately fake images for trolling or, I don't know, reasons? One of my favorite Twitter feeds is Fake Astropix, which debunks space pictures and videos on a regular basis. You'll learn so much from this account. I absolutely love looking at pictures of space. But when I do, I take a second to make sure I understand what I'm looking at. Whether it's a true color image of space, a composite image, based on real scientific data or an artist's illustration. Each of these has their place, whether it's to show the public what's actually being seen out there or help understand the significance of the discoveries. It's this partnership between space agencies and the public that I'm so excited about. Every time there's a mission, we see these pictures coming back, beautiful to look at, but based on real scientific data. If you have any skills in this area and you want to get involved, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can find out more. How do you feel about the role of photographs and illustrations for helping to communicate the results of astronomy and space exploration to the public? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Once a week, I gather up all my space news into a single email newsletter and send it out. It's got pictures, brief highlights about the story, and links so you can find out more. Go to universetoday.com newsletter to sign up. Now, it's time for a playlist.